good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. You're right, Dega. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Hey, it's always great to have, uh, at least the beginning of the show, have an all-ho-chunk show here. And we have Arvina Martin, and uh, she's director of Merge Merge Wisconsin. And we are always happy to have her on and talk about just a conversation about what's going on. We talked a little bit in the beginning of the show about a couple things. But, I, you know, Arvina, as you know, as you've hosted the show before... The guest drives the show, and the, and you are the guest, and we'd lo- love to talk about what you'd like to talk about today. Welcome. Absolutely. I think, um, I, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I, I love coming on the show and chatting with you guys. Um, I wanted to bring up the and a really big milestone that was celebrated this week, which was the 88th birthday of the the giant in our in our community, Ada Deer. So she uh, turned 88 on Monday, and uh, she I, I got to participate in a birthday party for her, thrown by um, her family and her godson, who is also the um, uh, the state chair of the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Um, it was a really great event. There were a lot of people there to honor her, um, including the governor and the lieutenant governor and uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin and Secretary of State uh, Sarah Godlewski, um, all there to to share um, in the 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 great event and and you know celebrating her life and 88 years of ada it was it was pretty remarkable yeah uh, i had the opportunity to meet her believe it or not for the first time when i met obama so it was like just a when obama came in town to milwaukee and we were able to to meet him and have a have a uh you know a People think I photoshopped a picture of Obama and I know, but I did get to meet him and I did get to meet him for 13 seconds. It was awesome. Oh, absolutely. And and Ada has been especially, yeah. you know, when it t- comes to native politics in Wisconsin, you know, she is I refer to her as our grand dame. She is mm-hmm. the one that kind of paved the way. And I know that the work that I do wouldn't be possible without her blazing the trail that she did and ha- continues to blaze, you know, just by her mere presence. Um, you know, she's she's done so much good um, in Indian country over her career. She was the first um, uh, Native person ever um, selected uh, to lead the BIA. And she was also a huge part of why the Menominee Nation's uh, status as a tribe was um, was reinstated. Um, wow. And I think I, I think I might have messed up reinstated, um, re-recognized, I believe, mm-hmm. is the term that the Menominees use because re-recognized is, is a lot more accurate as to the status of the Menominee Nation. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it was a huge deal for me to get, you know, and I used to be, before I was a legislator for Ho-Chunk uh, Nation, I used to be the selfie king, but I did get a selfie with her and I, uh, and both times because I had the opportunity to, to MC the Wisconsin Democratic Convention, which, which just was a blast uh, this past year. And, and I got to see your work and she was there and honored and uh, it was just a great vibe. Talk about, about uh, you know, 
being nervous. I was giving my first presentation that day <laughs> to to members of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin about about tribes. And here she comes and sits down. And I, I said it, I told somebody that it was like going in to defend your PhD thesis. And then the, the most world renowned um, scholar on your subject just happens to pop in and wants to listen. So I was she trying asked not a question to too. she asked a question too, right? She, no, she clarified. Oh, so so oh. It, it was great to have her. And actually, one of the things that she clarified was um, using the term re-recognition as opposed to, um, I can't remember what term I use now, but <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, so a reinstatement, I think, is what I said. But re-recognition is what the term that Menominees use. And, and yeah, and like... Later that weekend, you know, I saw her and I was talking with her while she was waiting in line for coffee. And here she said she told me she was proud of me. And I was I was over the moon. I mean, yeah. talk about a compliment, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But all the work that we do is is based on the foundation that that she built. You know, mm -hmm. here in Wisconsin and and across the country, you know, she she was an integral integral part of that foundation for all of us. Yeah, I mean, living history. Uh, it, I, I love history, and to hear these great things about her, uh, especially coming from someone like you, because I consider you a a ceiling breaker too. Uh, in the uh, you know, I, <laughs> no, I do, I really do, and we're really blessed to have you on the show and to speak your truth because. Uh, well, just because you're ho chunk and cool, ho wah. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> um, I was gonna say too that you know now in in 2023 we forget that there's still a lot of firsts that need to happen, and you know that that we still have people that have um, achieved a lot of these like, glass ceiling shattering positions, and the, were the first. You know, even now here in 2023, they're still here because it wasn't that long ago um, that that she shattered that particular ceiling. Um, and, and people don't realize how how close that history is to us. And uh, meeting with her is a, a, a big reminder of how how far we still ha have to go yeah. as well as how far we've come. We're here with Arvina Martin, executive director of Emerge Wisconsin. And one of the things I want to just throw out there, too, because of how close we are in history, you know, we weren't able to, as Native Americans across the country, uh, practice our own religion until 1978. And I was a junior in high school then. So, I mean, that's how connected what I just want to say, how connected in what you just said about uh, that our history is not that long ago about, um, you know, uh, getting things done in a good way for us. Well, if you look at the Indian Arts and Crafts Act, too, that was passed in the 80s. And yeah. for if you're not familiar with that, that was the the law that made it illegal to claim something that something was native made unless it was actually made by a native person. Um, oh. And in the 80s. <laughs> well, Arvina, you know, we have a, a, a store and our stores at the Minnesota State Fair, which is one of the, the second largest state fair in the country. And Ooh. we fight... Uh, uh, I mean, we see a lot of uh, native-inspired uh, art out there, and that's really, I just tell people, uh, that's native-stolen, and we're fighting appropriation one T-shirt at a time here because I could tell yeah. anyone in our store who made it, who designed it, what their name is, what tribe they are, and they can't do that. So we're still fighting that in a in a. Oh, yeah. I've seen stickers that say native or inspired natives, not native-inspired. I like those ones. <laughs> Oh, I got to write that down, make a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I got to listen to the show now so I can write that down correctly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got a minute left here and I, I think I really feel like, uh, that first segment and talking about her, uh, is so important. And, you know, we, we have a lot of our, uh, our elders that we've lost through COVID and just, uh, you know, the creators called them and so it's really, really important to talk about them while they're still here. Exactly. And and what a gift to be able to um, express to, to someone like Ada Deer what 
she's meant to so many people and the effect that she's had and the profound effect she's had being able to tell them that face to face is so much more meaningful than sharing it after they're gone uh, you got that right. I agree 100%. Hey, we're here with Arvina Martin, director of Emerge Wisconsin, and we got another segment here with her, and it's Ho-Chunk Half Day here at Native Ritz Radio. <laughs> ho wow. We'll be right back after this short break. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Metro Transit is proud to offer the free use of IRA for transit trips, an app that connects blind and low vision customers to a live agent for navigation assistance. IRA can help you determine your location, read schedules, find your next transfer, navigate stations and platforms, and general trip planning, and is now available in Spanish. Learn more and download the app at aira.io. That's A-I-R-A dot I-O. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Affordable, healthy, and culturally appropriate food is accessible right in the heart of the American Indian Cultural Corridor at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. They embrace inclusivity and accessibility at Four Sisters, accepting SNAP and EBT benefits, market bucks, Gus Produce market bucks, cash, and cards. So enjoy the abundance of fresh food regardless of your payment method at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Open Thursdays until October from 11 to 3 at 1414 East Franklin Avenue. More at NACD.org and tell them Native Ritz Radio sent you. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by St. Paul Public Schools, now giving out signing bonuses. Check them out at spps.org. Yeah, as a former St. Paul Public School teacher, uh, great place to work, great union, uh, and uh, they have a big bonus going on, I think up to $10,000. So check it out. Uh, great place to work. And come on and work with St. Paul Public Schools. So great read. Hey, I also want to say, Haley, I just listened to that last commercial. And I know people that are going to hear the best of uh, across Turtle Island aren't going to hear that commercial. But nice read, by the way. Thank you, Dega. I appreciate that. And <laughs> yes, that was that was the Four Sisters Farmers Market, which is actually happening tomorrow. Uh, Thursday from 11 to 3, and that's on uh, the American Indian Cultural Corridor on Franklin Avenue there. You know, I'll be there with one of those. I'll sneak a little uh, uh, fry bread pizza, you know, and just have a couple of slices there because I'm trying to keep my weight down. But, oh, uh, it's good. Hey, uh, we're here with Arvina Martin, uh, director of Emerge Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about what she does here, but it's really interesting. Um, I've seen on Facebook... Uh, I wasn't able to watch Reservation Dogs last night, and I've seen on Facebook and shared a post. Uh, this looks like a heavy show, uh, Arvina. And you I'm are going on mute. To... Oh, there, there you we go. Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I was going to say it really was a, a heavy episode, and I caught myself holding my breath. Um, mm. So, you know, watching the whole episode as someone who um, has who's my my Gaga and all of her siblings were at boarding schools in Wisconsin, um, and you know, it, th maybe their experiences weren't kind of direct one to one, but you know, that's the experience so many of our our ancestors had, um, and it's basically, and I won't I won't spoil um, what happens, but the the 
context is 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 getting to see um dear lady's background and kind of her her mm. story um which involved boarding schools and the there were flashback scenes that were just just horrific and mm. You know, it's surprising to to be able to say that you've been shocked by something that's so um, kind of out of pocket or violent um, on TV today because we see so much of it. And this this was one of those moments that completely took me aback. And I I know I had a physical reaction to watching it and I, you know, got my hands got a little shaky. And like I said, I was holding my breath, but I'm really grateful to the creators and the writers and, and everybody, the cast and everybody who put this episode together because it is telling this story of these boarding schools in a way that hasn't been done ever to audiences that have never thought about this. Even, I mean, even if they've heard of boarding schools, mm -hmm. you know, and there are certainly many Americans who still don't know anything about it. And I really think that this episode needs to be kind of a, a required viewing or a required uh, thing that every American should watch um, because, you know, it's important that we, that we grapple with the wrongs that have taken place in the past, um, you know, we see all these people like in Florida trying to eliminate actual education in their <laughs> education systems and teach kids that, you know, oh, being a slave benefited black people. Oh yeah. What a load <laughs> of crap, you know? Skills. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. So, so we need to be able to reckon with these, these atrocities that have happened, you know, in the past, to us, against us, you know, by us as Americans, mm -hmm. um, it's important to understand. And and it's it's incredible how little people know about the issue. It's starting to get better, but it is incredible how little people know. Well, Arvina, I don't know if you're old enough. I don't think you are, but I see waves <laughs> of this over the years. You know, there's a big mm -hmm. uptake. Uh, you know, dancing with Kevin Costner, and then there was a lot of Native movies after that, but weren't directed other than Smoke Signals uh, by, you know, uh, all Native crew like uh, Reservations Dogs uh, is. And, you know, we're, we're blessed to have Dallas Goldtooth on many times, and Bobby Wilson was a former student of mine, and uh, it's just oh, great to see these okay. guys really, uh, really take off in in mainstream. And people ask me, Arvina, uh, well, it couldn't. It, it was it really that bad? And, and when we see things like this, and I say no, it was worse. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think what you're saying about about the creators um, being native, I think that we are at the beginning of this native renaissance of of natives in media and and our stories being told by us, which is you know. It's one thing to have your story told, but if it's not the right storyteller, are they actually telling the right parts of the story? Right. Um, and and I think that that's part of why these episodes, of especially of Reservation Dogs, can hit so hard. That because it's it's finally these stories that that we've all kind of grown up with or known or experienced, and then to see it reflected in a way that that is authentic. Is a re it's a really big deal, yeah. you know. I I didn't realize how little you know how little represented I felt until I finally saw them mm. in like several episodes of Reservation Dogs that may make me laugh and entertain me, but also just hit me to the core. I yeah. mean, I don't get that watching Law and Order or The Simpsons <laughs> or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Well, I made Haley. Haley, do you want to talk quick about the episode that uh, the name of the episode that I suggested you watched uh, last week when you were feeling down? Do you remember that? Yes, and now my ADHD brain cannot remember the, the name of the episode, but I I know it was season two. I think it was maybe episode nine. Was but, it the um, aunties episode? No, uh, when not she was in jail. <laughs> oh, no. that episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it. It yeah, I agree. Reservation Dogs. If you haven't seen it, definitely get out and watch it because you're gonna see and feel and experience, you know, everything that Native families have 
gone through, especially losing a loved one and losing a, a sibling um, or a cousin is really hard. Well, Willie Jacks uh, went to visit Daniel's mother in prison because right. Reservation Dogs, the group, wasn't uh, gelling like they had been in the past and there was some separation and she wanted to pull them together and uh, Daniel's uh, mother was in prison and she uh, had uh, spirits and I think just the, the, the thing that makes hits with me is that they're, your, your, your relatives and are behind you and she felt that and we, we feel that a lot to Arvina. Can, can I say that, honest to God, I drew a picture like that. Um, I was, when I first started Emerge, we, you had to draw like a self-portrait of like things that, you know, are part of you. So I drew myself wearing a, you know, ribbon applique dress with, and shirt with Hewa Polk. And instead of, instead of uh, moccasins, I put on, I had roller skates on in my picture, but I drew people behind me. Mm -hmm. to to express that exact same thing and to see it on tv like i just immediately started crying and mm -hmm. I, I couldn't believe it um i still have that that drawing as well it's on butcher paper um mm. so yeah it was it was incredible and yeah i i still maintain that that paulina alexis um who who plays willie jack was absolutely robbed of an Emmy nomination for that episode. Um, her, her work there was so real. Um, and it's, it's unbelievable that it, it wasn't recognized. I, it was simultaneously unbelievable and totally believable that, that she didn't get nominated. Unfortunately, there's gotta be a word for that kind of, you know, things that's are unbelievable, but you you're like, yeah, that was actually totally going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And you know, it's interesting too. We had one of the actors on, I can't remember what his name was. He's, he plays the father of, uh, plays the father of Willie Jack now come to think of it. Oh, John um, Proudstar. Yeah. And he'd been on the show and you know, Willie Jack's not a seasoned actor. I mean the, the person that plays Willie Jack and they were worried because there, I, I was talking to him about the, the episode when they went out hunting together. Oh and God, how, that too. Yeah, she was just blue. She could have won an Emmy as far as I was concerned with that one. I do believe that was first season, but she was mm -hmm. awesome. He said, yeah, we were worried about her her uh, being kind of new and kind of carrying a whole episode, and she was unbelievable. And, again, what you're talking about with uh, episode nine and season two, uh, I can't think of the name right now, but, yeah. Yeah, I have to say the same thing for Lane Factor, who played who plays Cheese. Um, I think he was robbed too. his, his, um, work in, in stay golden cheesy boy, the episode <laughs> where he had to go to the group home was again, just heartbreaking and just so good. And he, he's a newcomer too. I don't think he yeah. had acted before. You know, it's funny. Uh, Bobby Wilson wrote that and Bobby Wilson was in that situation. When I met him, he was in Enda young, which is, uh, a place for, uh, for, uh, our homeless, uh, uh, youth. And so mm -hmm. that was really interesting to watch that show and see that Bobby Wilson wrote that. Uh, yeah. Hey, we, yeah. we, can you hold on for another maybe half a segment so we can finish it up sure. uh, a couple things about Emerge Wisconsin too, because Absolutely. we got carried away about reservation dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, right on. We're with Arvina Martin and we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about what she does here, but we're really just having fun, having conversation. It's all Ho-Chunk show right now. We'll be right back after this short break. This is Native Roots Radio. Stay with us. As we emerge from the shadows of the pandemic, let us celebrate our resilience and embrace the path to a brighter future. While the COVID-19 emergency declaration may be over, our commitment to safety remains stronger than ever. We invite you to stand tall and protect what matters most, our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. The power to keep our community safe lies within each one of us. It's important to remember the basics when you're with someone who might be at risk of COVID complications. Wear your mask, wash your hands often, and take an at-home COVID test if you have any symptoms. We are a strong and interconnected community, and together we'll emerge from this challenge stronger than ever. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the spirit of our Native American culture thriving. 
Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Are you remote workers putting your company at risk? Not sure what steps to take to secure your data? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide with the five steps to securely work from home. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651-328-8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. I love my Toyota vehicles, so when it's time for me to get my service done, there's only one place I go, Rudy Luther Toyota. They know Toyota's inside and out. It starts with them checking your alignment and tire treads with their Hunter Quick Check Drive Inspection Service. Oil changes, tires, batteries, wipers, no matter what you need done, they can help you with reliable Toyota parts and the best service team in Minnesota. Check out their website, RudyLutherToyota.com, for service and parts specials just for Toyota vehicles. Get your Toyota serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wiesigindam, My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues issues, injustices, and biases. Through mixed media combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org. Affordable, healthy, and culturally appropriate food is accessible right in the heart of the American Indian Cultural Corridor at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. They embrace inclusivity and accessibility at Four Sisters, accepting SNAP and EBT benefits, market bucks, best produce market bucks, cash, and cards. So enjoy the abundance of fresh food regardless of your payment method at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Open Thursdays until October from 11 to 3 at 1414 East Franklin Avenue. More at NACD.org and tell them Native Roots Radio sent you. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies tonight with a low around 61, Thursday sunny with a high near 82, and Thursday night a chance for thunderstorms with a low around 65. If you're craving barbecue, then don't drive too fast or you'll miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis. Scott Jamama's offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. Find their menu and more at scottjamamas.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by NACTI's Four Sisters Farmers Market, open every Thursday from 11 to 3. I want to just say, uh, Arvina, that uh, always cracks me up. Uh, you can hear me laugh in the background, too, when he does that, <laughs> because that was so, hey, can you do a, hey, this is Dallas Goldtooth or whatever, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio, and he went right into character, and you can hear me in the in the background go, you know. I love it. Actually, I have to say that, like, from that, going off of that, and our last part of the conversation, I went to go see Barbie this week, the Barbie movie. P.S. I wore a Bethany Yellowtail pink dress um, <laughs> and a pair of uh, of earrings made by Alicia, Alicia Hope uh, here in uh, Madison. And mm-hmm. um, and so I was Indigenous Barbie, I guess. But um, <laughs> the first trailer before the movie started was for Reservation Dogs. And like, I would say three quarters of the theater started cheering um mm. about for the show and people were yelling if you haven't watched it you should watch it people, okay mm. i will um so mm. that was pretty cool <laughs> that is cool and that hit me emotionally right there when you said that because i i understand why they're ending it you know it's kind of a I, I don't know if you're familiar with ricky gervais but he only always does his shows three years and calls it quits and moves on and you know he did the office and uh 
and a couple other great shows I wanted more but I think that's what we you do want you want more and you don't want to be sick of a show and they're they're hopefully they can expand out uh you know I'm watching Dark Winds too you know and that's oh, yeah I haven't amazing. started that one yet but I I I have heard and I can't I I'm trying to think of where I saw it and I can't remember but I do think that they are working on um a like more shows or more more things within the reservation dogs universe so maybe that mm -hmm. means we get a show about bev or maybe yeah. we get a show about um you know cookie and all of them you know before right. like in the 70s or right. you know or things like that bobby, that would be super cool and maybe bobby p can do a, a walk on you know uh robert Ooh. pilot uh, <laughs> 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 I've always been, always hinted to Bobby and to Dallas, uh, you know, uh, because uh, it's funny. Bobby always calls me Choke a Pilot because uh, you know, if you, if you hear uh, if you hear some of the scripts during Reservation Dogs, it, Ho Chunk does come up every once in a while, and that's really from those guys. That, I know, you know, that. Know us, you know? <laughs> Yeah. It's funny because I have um, friends from all over the country who, when they saw that, they would, you know, see us reference, they would text me and say, hey, you guys got yeah. another shout out. <laughs> well, we got Bob Blake in the bullpen here. We're going to bring him on in a second. But Ar Arvina Martin, uh, executive director of Emerge Wisconsin, I just was wondering before we let you go, if you have any quick updates about your organization and any asks out there. Yeah. So we are, um, we are working hard on recruiting for our next class. Our next class will start in January of 2024. So if any of you women or non-binary folks who are comfortable um, in female-centered spaces uh, would like to consider running for office, you should apply. Um, we will be opening up our applications on Labor Day, which I believe is September 3rd. Um, and you can go to our website, which is wi.emergeamerica.org. And um, you can look at, you can go there now and look up and about our program and find out more about our trainings that we do. Um, we do a six month uh, training where we meet once a month as needed or or maybe sometimes more if we need to um, break up a longer training session into shorter segments. Um, and yeah, and I'm going to be over at the Stockbridge Many Trails powwow this weekend tabling with two of our partner organizations, Wisconsin Progress, and run for something. So if you are over um, in Stockbridge, you, want, you should come by and say hi and tell them, tell me, tell me that uh, you heard Heard me on Native Roots Radio. <laughs> See if we've got any listeners in eastern Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, well, I know we do. As a matter of fact, uh, we uh, are in the Civic Media Network, uh, which is awesome. We're on a 20, channel, 20 stations in Wisconsin, so you are definitely being heard out there. And I just want to yeah. say, tomorrow we're going to have Governor Evers on. Uh, he's dropping us his... Uh, uh, weekly update and we really appreciate the partnership with you uh, people in Wisconsin our, our our listeners in Wisconsin so this is just a, a, a turtle island kind of show exactly I love it I love it and uh, if if anybody out there has any questions even if you don't live in Wisconsin um, if you are thinking about wanting to run for office or anything if it's just even been a a quick spot in your in your memory. Um, you can email me at arvina at emergewi.org and I can get you hooked up. Wow, thank you so so much for being on. It's Ooh. always fun. It really yeah. is. And I appreciate you coming on. So have a Thanks great for day. Having me. We'll we'll hopefully talk to you next week. We'd love to have you on, but sounds we know good. your schedule's jam-packed. We'll be reaching out. Okay, sounds good. Right on. Okay. Thank you See so you. much. Wow. Wow. Now we're going to shift gears here. Uh, we're going to go with Bob Blake from Red Lake, and we want to talk about the solar bear with the solar news. Thank you so much, Robert, for coming on as always. And I'm kind of upset you don't look like uh, Don Corleone or uh, uh, Captain Kurtz or whatever his name was in Apocalypse Now. Mar was that Marlon Brando? Was that Marlon right. Brando? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the best. Um, hey, hey, Robert, something, you know, uh, you know, uh, that's going on right now that I think that we should touch on mm -hmm. is fires out in Hawaii right now. Oh, my and, God. And um, 
they're saying there are six dead. Um, they they have people that were jumping in the ocean to escape oh. the fires that are happening in Hawaii right now, and um, you know uh, you know there's indigenous folks there, and you know and and uh, it, it's a really bad situation. But this is just another example, Robert, of you know um, you know when we talk about you know why renewable energy is so important, you know why. Uh, you know, climate change is, is happening a lot faster than, you know, we, we can, um, we can get our heads wrapped around. Um, but these are the real, real world scenarios that are happening out there right now. And, and we need to, and we all need to be a part of the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And a great point. Uh, I saw that come up today and, uh, popping up on my phone in the news and it's just, uh, uh, heartbreaking and you know one of the things too I, I know they talk a lot about this time of year about shark attacks and um you know they're very 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 few but it's central you know they the news likes to talk about them and but let me just say this close to uh uh new york city there was a tar a stark uh shark attack yesterday and it's because they're coming in closer because of the warm water yeah, um, I've uh, I've got a really good friend, and her husband is a fisherman, mm. and he's fished up on the East Coast his entire life, yeah. and he is seeing, you know, animals that normally he would never even see mm. um, up there in the New England uh, area, and wow. he's just amazed. Um, and so I think it 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 really kind of hits home when you talk to those individuals that you know have been doing this their entire life and can mm-hmm. really tell you firsthand that this is not normal and um you know on that point robert there was yeah. a story that came out that talked about the atlantic current and um that collapsing um a lot sooner than um, we thought it would um so you know this is this is really serious and and like I said, you know, it's going to take all of us to be involved. The other piece about this, though, is you get climate deniers like, let's just say, Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Um, something happened in his state this week that, right. you know, I don't think he can deny. And that is that the biggest insurer, home insurer in Florida is leaving the state. And, you know, these individuals now that have home insurance, you know, aren't going to have it now. Right. And so, and, and, uh, this one lady said that her home insurance policy was $750 when she moved to Florida in 1999. Now it's upwards of close to $14,000. Whoa. Well, yeah. and Bob, there's another thing too, that I thought you were going to mention too. It came out in the news. Florida's water, the coastal waters is over a hundred degrees now, and it's killing all the, uh, the coral and uh, around uh, close to the beach, it's killing it. It's frying it. Yeah, and 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 so that's so. This is the 1.5 degrees Celsius over pre-industrial times. Uh, kind of lever our point here, where scientists are saying that we should not cross over because once we cross over that, it's going to cause all these ripple effects around the planet. Yeah. And, and and we're going to see all these different things happening and, and which is why, you know, um, we need to switch to renewables um, as fast as we can. And, and we need climate champions. I, I, I your your guest on your guest that was right before me sounded like she did something around, you know, uh, politics, uh, yeah. maybe treating individuals to run for public office. Yeah. We need climate champions in public Mm -hmm. office. Like we need individuals that understand what the invisible social contract is, that little invisible social contract that we all sign as citizens of the world, how Mm -hmm. we should interact and, you know, be with one another. And, and, um, and we, and, and that involves, you know, protecting the environment and, um, and taking care of one another. Yeah. Robert, one last thing too. Uh, 
Alaska, uh, the glaciers melted up there so much that the river is tearing houses off the beach. I saw uh, footage yesterday amongst, uh, well, I also got stuck watching the footage of that, uh, that those white guys trying to beat up that black guy at the ship. And then the, the, the folding chair has been very famous here on uh, public, uh, all over uh, <laughs> Instagram and everything. But yeah, what? Alaska. Yeah. We, yeah, but but you know, Robert, it's connected, right? Yeah. You know, because when when the when the when the planet is off, we're off, and mm-hmm. we start treating it when you know as we destroy our planet, we're destroying ourselves. So that's why I say healing is in the environment. When we start healing the environment, we start healing the relationship with each other and with ourselves. Right on. Hey, Robert, you got time for uh, another segment? We probably want to get an update from the Solar Bear with the Solar News and some positive stuff and some stuff that we can do. You know, it, it is doom and gloom, and we want to speak the truth, but there's also solutions out there that can really help. And I know you're in the forefront of that, Robert. So we're going to talk a little bit more with Robert Blake, the Solar Bear with the Solar News. Oh, we'll be right back after this short break. This is Native Ritz Radio. Metro Transit is proud to offer the free use of Ira for transit trips, an app that connects blind and low vision customers to a live agent for navigation assistance. Ira can help you determine your location, read schedules, find your next transfer, navigate stations and platforms, and general trip planning, and is now available in Spanish. Learn more and download the app at aira.io. That's A-I-R-A dot I-O. Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues issues, injustices, and biases. Through mixed media combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh, caught me. <laughs> hey, we're this is Native Ritz Radio, and uh, we're here with Robert Blake, the Solar Bear, with the Solar News, and uh, love to hear those updates too, Bob. That you are really connected around Turtle Island. I'm wondering, you know, people really don't realize, uh, you know, the powerhouse guests we have here on Native Ritz Radio, and I know we joke around a lot, but you're a serious cat uh, all around uh, the country. People ask your advice about. Uh, you know, solar energy and things like that. And you speak all over, all over Turtle Island and in the world about uh, the, uh, what's happening with solar. And so we're really blessed to have you on here, Robert. Yeah, no. Um, thank you. Robert. Great. Yeah. I, um, I don't know how that all that happened, but honestly, I don't know how they, they, I'm getting flat out to Washington DC and Las Vegas next month to go speak at events. I, Really don't know how that really happened. Um, 
But Robert, there is a great story here, and I want to talk about it because I think it's really good, and, and it's happening here in Minnesota. And um, Minnesota plans to use $3 million from the IRA to expand its outreach on its climate action plan mm -hmm. into other smaller communities around the state. And I think this is a really good blueprint for other states to look at because what this is going to do is it's going to offer assistance and technical assistance to, you know, communities that, you know, you know, because some, some, some governments, some smaller communities don't have the capacity to, you know, bring in a solar expert to bring in, yeah. you know, uh, someone that understands energy efficiency and, and what have you. Uh, so what, what this money is going to do is it's going to pay for this, for these individuals to help these smaller communities around the state of Minnesota to prepare for climate change mm. and uh, build out a plan so that, you know, they can, um, you know, methodically start, uh, you know, preparing their communities and, and their citizens for climate change. So I think this is a great yeah. story. Yeah, that is a great story. You know, one of the things too, uh, Robert, I know we talked a long time ago and I, I, it was even before you ran for a city council, we talked about, or maybe it was during when you were running, we talked about schools and energy on the roofs. And I was at a, uh, a, de a democratic uh, kind of talk speak for my area here in St. Paul. And they were talking about that and that they're, they're putting money where their mouth is. Yeah, no, I love seeing this, you know, um, way back then I was trying to do this in a, in a school district and the school mm -hmm. board uh, voted against it. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think that they probably saw the error. They saw the error in their ways, you know, later on. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's hard sometimes to get past, you know, those individuals that don't understand, you know, the big picture. You know what I mean? Um, I, I did say um, <laughs> I, I, I did say about that school board. Boy, I would I would really like to, you know, I, I, I hope all of you at least have a college degree <laughs> you're gonna be sitting on this school board because you're making right. decisions for these children <laughs> right um, but you know you know that 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 has been a big thing and what's happening robert is part of the plan here in the state at least in the state of minnesota is that they plan on putting renewable energy solar specifically on a lot of public buildings yes um and so that's what's going to be happening here and so um, I think uh, I also see this happening in Chicago. I, I follow Illinois a lot, and mm -hmm. and they're too doing a lot of really cool, innovative uh, uh, actions. Ohio, surprisingly, Robert is mm. another state that is really uh, on the forefront because they know that cheap energy uh, can run an economy. You know, this right. is the one thing that the Chinese understand. If you have right. cheap energy you can run the world's economy on cheap energy. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we in this country, if we want to continue to be a leader in the world and be uh, be at the forefront of democracy, we really need to, uh, you know, invest and go all in on renewable energy and cheap energy. Um, and incidentally, Robert, I got a really good story here out of New York. And I, I know you cool. go out to New York a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. You and Wendy and you guys, you guys got a place out there, I think. And, Yep. Well, get this. One of the one of the um, one of the, the the fossil. This is the first fossil fuel plant out in mm -hmm. New York, Robert. Wow. They did coal for years. The workers. Right. Guess what they're doing? They're transitioning all those workers to to become uh, work in wind. Isn't wow. that incredible? They're transitioning yes. all their fossil fuel workers to go work at the first fossil fuel plant to do that in the country. Um, and I believe probably XL Energy Circle Plant is going to be the second to do that as we transition everybody out of that nuclear power plant into renewables. But ain't that something? They're the first power yeah. plant, the one in New York, and then probably the one in Minnesota is going to be the second. Well, let's hope so. And uh, people are waking up to it in this uh, 
this weather is not right, and uh, as we talked about in the last segment, but there is, like you say, there's solutions out there, and, and people have to think outside the box because I think we have too many people that are thinking about this issue that are too short-sighted, and we need to think outside the box like you do, and it sounds like New York there too. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, if people are wondering, like, you know, um, what's it going to look like as these hailstorms get a lot more intense? Yeah. And are they going to damage the, the solar, you know, the, the, the solar fields and whatnot? You know, let's remember, everyone, that these solar panels are graded to handle hurricane force winds. Um, they are making the, uh, the glass over the, the solar panels thicker so mm-hmm. that they can handle the, the hail that's going to be coming down on it. Um, so, you know, th- those kinds of things are already being uh, done and already being looked into. Um, and making an adjustment. So, um, you know, the renewable energy industry is resilient. Um, is It is the fastest growing profession yeah. in, the, in the United States right now. Um, and, and every day it's employing more and more people that want to be a part of this transition and, and the solution because we all have to live here, Robert. Yeah, it's uh, it's the you know we want to talk about uh, as we did before with Bernie and all that the green revolution and I don't know how the Republicans turn that into a bad bad word but we uh, I, that's a good word and that's a good thing to think about the next seven generations. Well, yeah, I mean Bernie, I mean um, you know I I mean that he's incredible and um, you know, he's been, he's been a champion of renewable energy because he understands what, what it can do. Um, And one of the things that I've always liked about what Bernie's out and, and, and I want to say Elizabeth Ward is the manufacturing piece and Mm -hmm. bringing manufacturing back into this, back into this country. Um, You know, we've got some really good leaders here in the state of Minnesota that are, are really pushing for manufacturing here in the state of Minnesota um, around renewable energy, uh, Haleen Solar Factory in northern Minnesota, Robert, looks mm-hmm. like it's going to uh, expand and come down here to the Twin Cities now. So that's wow. more production, that's more solar panels. Um, and, and those are the kinds of jobs that we want to create. And and, and, and and those are the kinds of supply chain issues that we want to be able to solve so we can have a, a future that's full of renewable energy. Yeah, I just want to kind of leave with, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, expenses and how much things cost. And uh, I'm really excited around the corner. We're going to have some liquid hydrogen batteries to do storage for big storage and little storage and really be more clean about that. So things are changing in a good way and a positive way. And we're just moving forward. Thank you so much, Robert, for being on Native Ritz Radio. Miigwech, Robert. That's the solar news with the solar bear. uh, Hey, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance from Chief Plenty Coops. The ground on which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. And free Leonard Peltier. Now.